Good afternoon, Wildcats. It is currently 4 p.m. and a hot 92 degrees on this fine Monday, April 9th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. I am your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good afternoon, Wildcats. It is no coincidence that it is 23 degrees hotter than it should be out there. You uh, hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. But shout out to 23, the greatest basketball player of all time, Draymond Green. Oh, controversial. Controversial, right to say off the, the least. Bat. Okay, speaking of Draymond Green, let's, uh, let's start the talk off with some, some who, NBA. Who did he kick in the groin this time? Oh, who, who knows? Well, I actually have no DeAndre news <laughs> specifically, but some NBA news. Um, let, let's start it off with uh, Darius Baisley. Have you have you heard of this I, kid? I cannot say I have. Okay, he's he's a up-and-coming recruit. He was expected to go to Syracuse this upcoming year um, and likely be a one-and-done. But he announced today that he would skip the NCAA um he wouldn't go to Syracuse and he's going to go straight to the NBA G League oh that is uh that is interesting mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've heard rumors about this you know whisperings ever since Brandon Jennings left the U of A to go play in China you've seen this kind of occurring more and more in the league players skipping out on the NCAA to try to make money in either overseas or in the G League personally I am not a fan I think getting legendary coaching from you know Jim Beheim or Sean Miller or Mike Krzyzewski or um, the Kentucky Calipari um, is much more valuable than just kicking it around with some uh, owner's son who wants to pretend like he's a basketball coach. <laughs> uh, so I, I have never understood this rule, but I understand uh, if you need the money, it uh, it is too good to pass up because even these G League players are making like I don't know, like six hundred thousand a year. Yeah. No college degree. So six I don't figures. Know. Yeah, six figures. What are you thinking about that, Brody? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't like the move at all. I I'm a big supporter of NCAA basketball, and I I think you know there there are certain circumstances where a, uh, <laughs> um, you know I I think Darius Beasley does not have the keys to success. He does not have the keys to success. <laughs> um, you know I I think. You know, he, he's a trailblazer, though. This is the first time this has ever happened. I'm interested to see, you know, if it works out great, how many guys will follow suit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to skip the NCAA, go into a league, why not, why not go to the big baller league? Why not <laughs> Why not go to Lithuania, uh, play, with, play with LaMelo, and I guess not LiAngelo anymore? Um, but, yeah, just kidding on that. But I, I don't know. I'm interested to see, you know, I, I hadn't heard of Darius Baisley before this either, but he is like a big apparently like a big recruit like known to be uh one and done um so it's it's going to be like a very interesting thing to see if it actually works you know especially if he's you know more successful in the future i don't think um he'll you know too many people will follow suit immediately but if he sees success you know in the nba um we'll, we'll see how that goes the only thing i really worry about though is um uh, obviously, March Madness is a huge thing. NCAA basketball, despite all of its controversy, is a big part of sports culture here in America. And it's not like people are tuning in to see the G League, and they're definitely not going to start watching just to see this one high uh, high um, prospect. So uh, I think, if anything, it hurts your brand a little bit. Like People don't get to know who you are. ESPN probably won't be talking about you as much. Uh, so it's really interesting to see how this – hurts him almost from like a business standpoint like um you know players get shoe deals coming out um because they're known and like oh did you see you know like the most recent example is like devin booker signed with nike Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have his own signature shoe yet but because he was known in college and made a name for himself in the nba uh you know he was able to get that contract where 
um, this new guy playing in the G League, G League, will probably be like I don't know, signed with Anta or something. Yeah. Well, well, to be honest, you know, this could be him building his brand because neither of us knew who this Darius Baisley yeah. was, and now he makes this big announcement. Mm-hmm. He's the first uh, guy to go straight to the G League. You know, this could be his, um, his you know signature shoe. I mean, it's obviously not as big, but um, you know, I think this. You know, I, I just to to play devil's advocate there. I, I think it, you know, pr- kind of does build his brand a little bit more than it would have. Yeah, we'll have to see if his draft stock goes up or down. But definitely interesting, Derry. I mean, yeah, I mean, probably wasn't going to get a lot much, a lot of talk um, before this. So maybe this is kind of a way for him to uh, get up. Is there a way we can see what like his ranking was in the uh, as like on the top 100 recruit list? Because that I know is a big factor in seeing how. It all kind of shakes down, but definitely was a McDonald's All-American, correct? Um, yes, he was okay. a McDonald's All-American. He was like one of those guys invited to like all those the Air Jordan tournaments, oh, Adidas okay. Rising Stars, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it looks five, like five stars, national rank eight. Okay, so, so that is yeah, yeah, top ten, definitely. Yeah, he, he was definitely up there. <clears throat> so, um, five stars. He had other offers at Ohio State, Cincinnati, Florida, and Georgetown. Going to Syracuse, um, so I yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But one thing to note is like on that list, Ohio State kind of fallen off. Syracuse, Jim Beheim's leaving, retiring in a few years. Um, Cincinnati, you know, they had a great season this year, but aren't always like perennial and don't always aren't consistent. Florida's kind of fallen off ever since they lost um, their coach to the uh, to the Thunder in Georgetown. God bless, um, you know, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. Patrick Ewing for yeah. trying to turn it around, but they're not really going. The one notable team is Xavier. He did get, but uh, yeah. other than that, they were all kind of like mid-level. Like, So I don't know. Maybe that was a factor, too. Like He didn't have any Kentuckys or yeah. any um, Dukes or North Carolinas up there. That so that true. could factor into maybe why he decided to choose the G League. Mm-hmm. And I'd honestly look at that, you know, if you um, look at that from that perspective of a NBA team, if he doesn't have the confidence he can carry a team like that, mm-hmm. then – um, you know, and I feel like, um, I don't know, at least from my perspective, if you go into the G League, you know, you wouldn't be expected to, you know, necessarily have a great season team-wise. It'll yeah. be purely, you Your know, individual. his individual. Yeah, because, like, who cares about uh, G League standings? Whereas if, like, you know, Ben Simmons, it kind of, you know, hurt him and, you know, from perspective when LSU didn't make That's true. The, the tournament. So now, you know, this could be kind of a selfish move on, on Darius Baisley. He, he's not willing to, you know, go out, carry a team who, who might not be strong right now. And that's too bad. Like, I think we were definitely seeing, like, a shift in the culture just of athletes' mindsets. Like, college basketball used to be such a, a big deal. Yeah. Like, going to a school, being loyal, staying three, four years, trying to do the most. Now it's just like, all right, what's the quickest way I can get to the league and make money? Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I don't know if this is – hopefully – I honestly hope this isn't a trend, though. Yeah. I would – I, I really would like to see – I think the the college basketball pool is already uh, lowering just with how many one-and-dones. If people start to skip college basketball altogether, uh, I don't know, gives a lot gives a lot more hope to people – uh, who are just barely kicking around in high school, maybe, but yeah, because what I see it turning into is kind of like um, in European soccer, where they have like the lower divisions oh. of of the you know top tier top tier leagues, and I I just no, no one watches those bottom tier things. You know, you hear about certain players that are you know rising stars on their international squads that you know they're like literally you know it's soccer, so there's like. 17 year olds on those lower teams but it's really not exciting no one watches it like 
they do college basketball yeah. here, which I'd say is much more of a replacement, uh, you know, in the States than, um, in, you know, in comparison to European soccer. Um, but apart from that, moving on to more NBA talk, the playoffs are obviously um, coming upon us. Um, let's, let's see who uh, secured that number one seed in the East. Uh, yeah, let's see that real quick. Bro, you just yeah, keep giving your thoughts on that. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so while uh, Eric Wong takes a, a quick break, uh, the number one um, team in the Eastern Conference is actually the Toronto Raptors, my team. Um, very proud of them. I don't think, you know, everyone, everyone expected them to, you know, have a pretty good season, you know, like high expectations, but they always have, you know, they've always, it's the Eastern Conference, it's not too Yeah, not uh, too competitive. competitive up at the top. Yeah, but, um, you know, I don't think anyone really foresaw them getting, clinching the number one seed. Um, they finally did that. It was pretty exciting. They now have a franchise record, uh, 58 wins on the season. Things mm-hmm. are looking up. They're, they'll likely... Uh, face you know either the wizards or uh detroit so um i i'm looking forward to the the play and i i'll be honest i think this is the the raptors best chance to i dare i say win a championship now let's think about this boston it's been almost basically confirmed that they're gonna be without Kyrie mm-hmm. unless they make it to the finals he's basically done for the season yeah uh having surgery on i think it was his knee or something like that knee um the Cavs just don't seem to have it this year honestly uh, just kind of fiddling around there and forth. The Philadelphia 76ers actually overtook them uh, for that third spot, whereas in last week we were kind of wondering if they could do it. Now they have. So the Cavs just kind of seem like almost, I mean, you can never discount LeBron in the playoffs, but looking like a non-factor a little bit. So I see Toronto, honestly, not just because they're the number one, but looking how it's all stacking up to get out of the East. And then now when you look in the West, as much as it pains me to say it, we don't know where Steph Curry is going to be with the Warriors. And then KD kind of hasn't really stepped up. He hasn't been playing like OKC KD um, in Steph's absence. So, uh, and, you know, that's a good matchup between the Rockets and the uh, Toronto Raptors. Because think you think about it, the Rockets have a dominant point guard, dominant shooting guard. And after that, it's just kind of a bunch of good role players. Yeah. The Raptors, dom- well, dominant-ish, but still an all-star level point guard. And then a superstar in DeMar DeRozan at shooting guard. So I think they match up similarly, very focused offensive teams. Um, And so I think that'd be a very fun, not a lot of defense in that finals if perhaps, but I think that would just be so good for basketball. Mm -hmm. As much as, you know, I'm a Warriors fan, I'd love to see the Warriors make it. Having seen the Cavs Warriors go three years in a row to see two completely new teams, Rockets, Raptors, I think that'd be very fresh for basketball. Yeah. And it's kind of weird thinking like a few years ago, um, the Rockets, they obviously acquired James Harden. Mm-hmm. They've always kind of been up there in the Western Conference, but they've never, you know, even with Dwight Howard, um, that was like immediately, obviously, once yeah. the season started, immediately out of everyone's mind of them making it to the finals. I just don't think, you know, it was so unpredictable a few years ago that, you know, we'd be in this conversation. Yeah, the jump is is, is quite astonishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. One thing in the Western Conference that I think is like really w- would be a fantastic playoff series, especially for the opening round, would be the Warriors against OKC. Oh, that would be that, interesting. That, that would just be so cool, especially you know with the injuries of um, the Warriors. Like you know you hate to like bring bring that into um, being a factor, but you know OK, OKC's you know firepower. I think yeah. you know in the playoffs uh, with Paul George and and Melo. Um, they're they're hungry. I oh think. yeah. So I I think that could actually be one of the uh, 
the matchups to watch even you know later in the throughout the later rounds of what uh, matchups could come but um i don't know i could see toronto either making the finals or not even making it to the eastern conference okay, finals so either all or nothing kind of yeah because you know see, seeing how it is right now they'd play cleveland likely play cleveland cleveland in the second round most the, likely uh, yeah, if they got yeah of the playoffs and i i'm scared of cleveland i, I know they've had an off season but lebron is oh, like put, playoff putting up, lebron play it's first of all it's playoff lebron this is probably the most underrated season lebron's ever had just because he's been an absolute monster people just assume he's getting old you know mm-hmm. um He's been a little foreshadowed by all the drama going down yeah. with like trades, but he has been an absolute monster. Um, so I'm like definitely. Yeah, can we afraid. pull up LeBron's numbers? I know he's been he he's been up there in the, I, he seems he's like he's in the MVP category every year, but mm-hmm. I know um what I've from what I've heard, like he's actually put up better numbers this year compared to other uh, MVP years, but if you just read them off real quick, Brody. Yeah, so uh, LeBron, he's got 54% field goal percentage. Where's his points per game? Point, 27.7 points per so game. So basically 28 points a game. Yeah, that that's very impressive, especially with the, you know, all, every, all the rotations that mm-hmm. have been going on, like, you know, sharing the ball with um, Kevin Love, you know, who's been injured, Dwayne Wade in the beginning of the yeah, season, then... as well as Isaiah Thomas. You know, he's he's definitely had to share the ball. Um, a lot, and but he's almost to 10 assists per game. Um, but one thing that's super impressive, you know, like I said, people are really pointing out um, that he's getting older and he needs, he's like getting close to retirement or yeah. something like that. This is about to be the first time he'll play all 82 games in a wow. season. And that's re- and if we look at it, 27 points or roughly 28 points, nine uh, rebounds, and you back up, go back up a little bit, and then uh. Basically nine, like he's almost averaging a triple double. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just going completely underrated because he's LeBron James, and we've almost taken him for granted. But yeah. he's put up an MVP season. It's just you know, uh, when you've won it what four times, people kind of just get tired of you yeah. winning it all the time. Exactly. So uh, moving on from that, but like, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Cleveland does. But I do, I, it's interesting that you say that either the Raptors are gonna. Uh, go all the way and like once they beat Cleveland, it's it almost looks like a pretty easy path to yeah. the finals. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, LeBron just turns it on, goes beast mode, and mm-hmm. kind of shuts him out. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be an exciting series because I, I that is really likely what it because I think Cleveland would play Miami in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, which would be another exciting kind of like in that you know yeah. that rivalry. Um, but I, I don't think Miami would have a chance against... Uh, no, Cleveland, if Cleveland. they finished at the four, they played Indi- Indiana. Oh. Well, either way. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Indiana. I mean, it, that would still be a... You know, it's the playoffs. They'll all be, like, pretty good yeah. series, especially at four and five. But Victor Oladipo, Miles Turner, I think they, they would have to have a couple more years. To, yeah. They're getting, um, though, though. Indiana yeah. promising. It's kind of looking like... The old school when they was like Paul George and Roy Hibbert yeah. kind of coming up, mm-hmm. where only now it's Oladipo and Turner, so we'll see. Yeah. But now the East is pretty much set. But now if you go down to the West, basically spots five with Pelicans to nine just outside in the Nuggets is all separated by just a few games if you look at the standings. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of shakeup on like who the Rockets, Warriors, and Trailblazers and the Jazz will play. Yeah. Because those the top four is basically set, but you can see the Nuggets coming in. Thunder dropping out, timber like it's. There's a lot of movement to be had, and what a lot of people are thinking is, uh, if things break the right way, the last game, the last game of the season is Minnesota versus Denver. That oh, could be boy. a straight up just you win and you're in yeah. kind of game. So it'll be interesting how the West shakes up because I think you're right. Depending on 
the matchups, it gets harder for the like Rockets and Warriors, because mm-hmm. uh, like you know, say San Antonio drops down and then Kawhi suddenly comes back, yeah. or like OKC drops to eight or seven, and then you know they all. Tr- so it's it's like just a weird dynamic. Yeah, definitely, and I I think that um, Timberwolves Nuggets game would be total. You know, that's definitely more on Minnesota. To, mm-hmm. to get that because they have pretty high expectations. Yeah. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, I, I don't even want to see Rising Star anymore, even no, though he's yeah, so I think young. He's a star. Yeah, he's a star. He, he needs to be like carrying this team. Jimmy Butler, like they have the tools. Yeah. Um, it, I think they should, I they would have a little bit more excuse if they were in that, you know, Pelicans position. It is a very like tight race. Like yeah. they could totally jump there. But um, I I say if Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs, that would just be oh. like a, a pretty big failure. Considering you know, even though they're in the Western Conference, they've got enough star power to to definitely make it. And up. Andrew Wiggins, I'm not gonna lie, he's running out of time. He needs mm-hmm. to start putting it together because yeah. you know, obviously number one overall pick, high expectations. And don't get me wrong, it's not like he's a scrub. I think he's averaging like 15, 16 points, doing all that. But when you're picked as number one, you're not meant to be a role player, you know, yeah. or even a good player. You're drafted is expected to be an all star mm-hmm. and a superstar. He hasn't made an all star team yet, uh, and so uh, I think you you'll see like Wiggins needs to step up and be that third piece because mm-hmm. Butler and um, uh, Towns they they're they're good they're yeah. they're solidified. But um, Wiggins needs to definitely come in because sometimes you'll see him flash and go off for like 25, 30 points, and other times he'll give like nine. Yeah. So it's really interesting, but. The Western Conference Finals, obviously, are by our time our next show, everything will be wrapped up, mm-hmm. or pretty much, and then we'll be able to kind of really give playoff predictions. But the West is, uh, as always, it seems like coming down to the very like last four or five games in the season. But moving on with the season coming in, uh, let's talk about some of these awards, Brody. Okay. Now, let's just start off, and we talked about this uh, Rookie of the Year. I personally believe Ben Simmons should not. Be Ben rook- Simmons. Ben, Sh- ben, ben Simmons. <laughs> I don't think he should be rookie of the year. He's had a whole year in the NBA to just focus nothing on basketball and just be around the game and mm. learn mentally and kind of how the uh, game works. I don't think he should be in consideration for rookie of the year, and I believe it should go to Donovan Mitchell. What do you think on that? No, I, I'm fully with you on that. I think uh, Ben Simmons has had a better year. He, I yeah. think, he, I think know, he'll win it. Yeah, he he definitely will. Um. You know, I mean, I, I don't think it's like a social thing, actually, but, but Ben Simmons, uh, just because of how the rules are, he, he deserves it. Um, but I, w- I would, like I like you said, I would love to see a rule uh, change in there. Um, and, you know, if a guy that gets injured, it's like unfortunate that he doesn't have the opportunity to ever win yeah. Rookie of the Year, but that's not going to change your, your yeah. career, you know, no, in like yeah. a, uh, too substantial of a way, but Donovan Mitchell, he's he's been an absolute monster. I he was the steal of the draft oh, by far. I think that, he was drafted like thirteenth. Yeah, some something like that. And I yeah, Ben Simmons is a monster though. You, you see flashes of like LeBron, how mm-hmm. how he, oh. LeBron like current day in this you know um, like mature you know being an all around player, not just being an athletic freak and scoring it. He's mm-hmm. you know Ben Simmons is showing like that. The Steve Nash assists. Oh yeah, and, they're know, crazy. Yeah, he's he's doing some real crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, um, I did. Who's the last Sixer to? Did Joel Embiid win? Uh, he didn't. Oh, he okay. didn't because he was hurt like I don't know two oh, years or okay. something. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I was gonna say if um, uh, Markel Fultz, he's, he'd probably be eligible next year. Um, yeah, I'm not th- sure if he's played enough to. I would probably say I think probably the last rookie of the year I think they had was maybe Andre Iguodala. Oh, oh. no, it was uh. It was Michael Carter Williams. Oh, when yeah. He had just had that one great year, and then is like now basically out of the NBA. Yeah. 
oh, I forgot about Michael Carter. Yeah. He was good, especially in 2K. He was, like, oh, that, yeah. the lengthly, like, god. And um, just could, like, finish, but not, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see Ben Simmons, like, be most improved player. Yeah. Like, going from, you know, that, basically zero to, like, I think that's okay. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, going back to the whole rookie thing, mm-hmm. you're not a rookie, Ben. You've been in the league, but whatever. Yeah. You hate to see it, yeah, but see probably going to be Ben Simmons, even though I believe Donovan Mitchell. Like, I would put an asterisk by Ben Simmons winning it because I think it really would be Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with you. But moving on from that, what are you thinking? Who's your coach of the year, Brody? The man who got his team where they are now. You know, I I really I like Quinn Snyder from Utah. Really? You know, just I don't think Utah had any expectations. They had a rough start to the year. Yeah. Um, but like going back to Donovan Mitchell, you know, get, getting him in there, um, recognizing the talent that he obviously has out there mm-hmm. on the court, I think – that, that was kind of essential to them, you know, being in the, you know, it's not guaranteed they're going to be in the playoffs, but, you know, being in this, like, tough Western Conference hunt uh, for, and I think yeah, they Yeah, fourth, will, I mean. Yeah, I think they will. Are, are they for sure in? They're, yeah, they're, oh, okay. they're the four seeds. So. Exactly. So, yeah, I think Quinn Snyder, I, I, I would give it to him if I'd say right now, like, Brad Stevens has had a good year. There, yeah. There, there have been, you know, some other coaches, but just Utah's low expectations, I think their their power ranking to start the season was 29. Wow, and yeah. they've come up. I think they're like I checked it today. I think they're like six. Yeah, so it, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I still give it to uh, the Raptors coach. Oh yeah, Dwayne Casey. Yeah. I mean, I again like same thing, but yeah, I think those are your top three probably. Quinn Snyder. The only thing against Quinn though is that like I'm talking like we're homies. And yeah, my boy Quinn. <laughs> Quinn. Uh, the the Jazz is you know as well as you know they were expected to have a lottery pick and now they're you know, in the hunt of the playoffs, but I'd say just not almost like, not that they were going to do better, but like not getting a one or a two seed, uh, that almost hurts them a little bit. Cause like, you know, don't get me wrong. They, uh, they performed really well, but, um, history shows that to get those awards, you really need to be at the very top. Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, you know, you've done, had more of a jump, you still weren't at like the very top. So that's the only thing. So I, I, in my opinion, I think it's a two horse race between Casey and, um, Brad Stevens, uh, I I think it's Casey, but we'll see. I mean, Coach of the Year, I feel like is not something the fans care too too much about. Yeah. It's more like among your peers, like, yeah. oh, and I think it's a great honor. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It helps for like you know if, if championships are also involved, or I guess if championships aren't involved, helping to get you that like Hall of Fame status. Yeah, you know? and like maybe recruiting some like free agents. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think you're right. Like just having that on your resume when you're you know trying to get in to the Naismith Hall of Fame, uh, it does help. But mm-hmm. So, Coach of the Year, you got um, Quinn Snyder. I've got Dwayne Casey. Mm-hmm. Moving on, uh, most improved player. Most improved player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish we could uh, give that to Ben Simmons instead of Rookie of the Year. Um, man, how about you go first? If you have somebody in mind. Okay, I actually kind of do, and I, you know, I like most improved player of the year because it's, it's not like uh, – it's, it's very loosely defined, right? Because mm-hmm. – uh, you know, with MVP, there's, like, certain criteria that are, like, unspoken that you have to hit. Same thing with Rookie of the Year. But, like, honestly, anyone can become most improved. Like, we've seen some weird ones. But I'd really have to say um, Victor Oladipo was one of them coming out literally from being nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. everyone thought that um, Indiana just gave up the – gave up, like, was a fire sale on Paul George. Yeah. When you look at it, though, they really got a almost, I'd say, it's arguable to say if they won because – with all the things going on in OKC, Paul George might just leave, and he was going to leave Indiana for sure anyways. Mm-hmm. But instead of just losing him, they get a potential young 
all-star to pair along with Miles Turner. Yeah. I like I really have to like Victor Oladipo. And then on top of that, I'd have to again just you always got to throw in a Lou Will into consideration mm-hmm. uh, after being traded again and yeah. it's crazy <laughs> that teams don't realize his value cuz he yeah. he honestly sauces it up every night. So I'd have to give it to probably those two. Maybe um Yosef Nurkic from the Trailblazers. Okay. Cuz I think he was because you know if you look at the Trailblazers now they're third in the West. No one yeah. saw that either. No. So I would almost have to like Terry Stotts, the Trailblazers coach, maybe throw him in there mm-hmm. for a coach of the year. But I'd say because they had like a reliable, not an All Star, but just like kind of like that Jonas Valanciunas thing, just yeah. like a solid big man who can score a little bit, rebound, just kind of does it all, mm-hmm. and let like you know your two like stars and McCollum and Lillard like take all the attention but you know once in a while mm-hmm. I think probably those three so Oladipo, Lou Will and Nurkic but I'd honestly have to give it to Oladipo. Yeah. Um I I see all your points there and I think Nurkic I I I really like that guy. I think um he he could be, you know, how Giannis was. Um he's not really comparable to Giannis because he's he's the freak. Yeah. But um you know, he, Giannis won it two years in a row, and, it, you know, those were definitely in his younger days. He won it days. two years in a row? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he won most improved, and he that was, like, when he was still a, a young lad. Yeah. And, and he uh, he just, when he boomed into becoming a superstar, he yeah. won it again. Uh, so I think Jurkic, you know, he hasn't made, I uh, you know, it's Damian Lillard's team, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think he's just made that, like, star status yet, but just to... You know, if you give that award, like you said, it's loosely defined, just that rising star who did yeah. make an impact, I could definitely... Uh, s- and I could see Nurkic, like, being one of those guys who just, like, s- finesses an all-star appearance, like, once in his career. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, like, in the next couple of years, if he, you know, ends up on a team that he could really be highlighted yeah, on. just has a great season and yeah, just kind of gets one. Definitely. But, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie. You, you didn't mention the, the man himself from Bro- the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets bro. I, I know the Brooklyn Nets are not They're a good so team. Trash. And And, you know, you like you said, the the most improved player could be loosely yeah. defined. It, I think you know to highlight a player that's not on a good team right now, not yeah. not on the best, not in the best situation. But Spencer Dinwiddie, um, I remember him toasting the U of A on Colorado. That's true. Um, he he was a superstar there. Uh, the last time they were good, um, he's honestly had a pretty good season. He's got a, a nice mustache, I must say. Yeah, I will give him that. He was getting all-star votes. I don't know if you remember. I, didn't, on, I uh, did not remember that. Yeah. <laughs> around around um, all-star weekend when the fans were voting, it, a few years ago or maybe just a couple years ago when Zaza Pachulia was on the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah, and he was yeah, like – every, It was kind of like a joke on, yeah. on social media to get Zaza Pachulia because he was so bad into – um, the, All-Star the, the All-Star game because the fans kind of had a lot of weight in uh, deciding that. Spencer Dinwiddie had that same effect um, this year, but he honestly came out to perform. Like, I, I think that literally like that, That's that true. joke kind of like sparked something in him. He's definitely improved. No one really has had any – I think he's been in the league three years now. and he, Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, never had high expectations. And he was a second-round pick. Yeah, so I, I, I'd say Spencer Dinwiddie, I, I'd at least give him that argument. I, I doubt he'll win it, but yeah. – um, yeah. The only thing that I don't like is that he's capitalizing off the injury to my boy Jeremy Lin after he went oh. down. It was supposed to be finally like healthy, and then uh, you just yeah. hate to see it really. You, you and really I, hate to see I it. think it's kind of the beginning of the end of Jeremy Lin's career because he's just been injured so much since Linsanity mm-hmm. and keeps trying to make these comebacks and just kind of aren't breaking his way. And like 
He's proven when he's healthy he can be a, a, a solid, not an all-star. He'll never be an all-star or anything, but just a solid, like, starting point guard. Yeah. But he just hasn't had that opportunity. So that's the reason why it's hard for me to give it to – he's, like, thriving because, like, a good man went down. So yeah. I, it's hard to give it to him. Yeah. him. But he's definitely up there. But I think Oladipo is going to take that. So we've done most improved. We've done rookie of the year. We've done coach of the year. Um, defensive player. Of the oh, I think this is easy. I think this is Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think – Draymond's won his now. You can kind of forget. Obviously, had a great year always, but you know he won his. The Warriors haven't been doing good. Draymond doesn't need it again. Kawhi didn't play at all, and those two are the ones who are dominating. I feel like the defensive player of the year conversation every year. And Rudy Gobert, I'm not sure you can play with him in 2K. You can see him, but he's like seven feet with like a seven four wingspan, athletic, can rebound, can score a little bit. But he's like, you cannot bring that ball inside the paint. He will mm-hmm. swat you every single day of the week. I mean, he's a defensive force, kind of like an old-school center. I think it's a no-brainer. Uh, you see some other names that we have up here on the list with Joel Embiid and Al Horford, like possibly, but I think I think this is an easy win. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, not, not much more to say because Rudy Gobert is just like – an absolute anchor down there in the post. Uh, you can't take it in there. I think that's been, you know, a big um, thing with the, the Jazz starting with low expectations. People didn't think. I think you know, a, a lot of um, in in the NBA uh, defense is very undervalued. Yeah. And you know, people saw Rudy Gobert as a guy that couldn't carry a team, who couldn't. You know, he he's not the flashiest of players, even though yeah. he does kind of get up there and dunk sometimes. Yeah. He, he's a pretty athletic center. Um, people didn't think that could happen, but just, you know, him being that leader with Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. um, leaving, you know, this is just defensive player of the year. But if you take in a few other considerations and, like, you know, the, how well Utah the Utah Jazz have done, as well as leadership on and off the court, I would say, yeah, Rudy Gobert definitely deserves it. But, um, yeah, Joel Embiid, he, I, he's like the the other side of it. The, the, the 76ers, more flashy. Yeah, definitely more flashy. He's Joel Embiid. He's on the 76ers. They've had a, like, pretty good Yeah, he's the season. process. Yeah, he's the process. So it's like you see why he's in the conversation. But uh, Rudy Gobert definitely, I, I think, gets it. But I think it's interesting to see because, you know, we've been hyping up the Jazz kind of. We've been gassing up the Jazz this show. But when you look at it, Rudy Gobert probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, Quinn Snyder in consideration in our opinions for coach of the year and then oh, Donovan Mitchell yeah. in consideration for rookie of the year so i mean you know if it all broke their way three of the major awards would have gone to Utah yeah. which kind of explains why they're doing so well this year yeah definitely i didn't even realize that we don't have any bias to utah yeah, i literally give i i hate utah as a uh-huh. state actually <laughs> as a state wow. yeah. But, um, yeah, Salt Lake, oh, this is a little bit of a tangent. I have flown into Salt Lake City one time in my life. It was the worst airport I have ever oh, been wow. into. So confusing, so backwards. Uh, I was, it was, it was like a spot of yellow paint in the middle of a white paper. It was oh, ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Well, to go on a, more of a tangent, yeah. I'd have to say I flew into uh, Provo, Utah, via Allegiance Airline, <laughs> or Allegiant Airline, and it was it was a wonderful experience. Oh, I, well, I, Provo, I don't know Provo, where Provo. Yeah, it was a very small town. That's where BYU is, uh, I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It was very, yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's ta- top this, uh, you know, NBA award talk with MVP. We've talked about it a couple uh, times. There is one man, there, one man alone. Yeah, one man alone, James Harden. He's at the top of everybody's board. If he doesn't win it, there's going to be riots in Houston. Yeah. Um, 
But like I don't know. Let's let's just argue. Let, let's say okay. let, let's take you know we we've we've gassed up James Harden enough. Well, you know. Well, let's look at this list we got here. We got James Harden is projected number one. We talked about LeBron James and so here we'll just go down the list and the pros and cons for all the contenders. LeBron okay. James. He's LeBron James. Won it four times. Voter fatigue always sets in. Even if he's had great. But also you got to look at the team. And how's Cleveland doing right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, compared to you know they're ha- honestly having like an all right year coming in fourth place. Um, in the East, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously, we've said a million times, the East isn't a very competitive conference, and you, they have such high expectations with LeBron and all those superstars they started with. And uh, a video I watched on from a YouTuber who does a lot of video on basketball and analysis and NBA, uh, he did a study where all there's never been an MVP that wasn't on a team that finished first or second that oh, was like wow. greater than that. So yeah, you have to win. Yeah. Um, is and then so moving on from that, Anthony Davis, Pelicans. Also, you know, once Boogie Cousins went out, everyone was like, oh, this is it. Pelicans, you know, going to drop. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're sitting, you know, even though it's tight up there, they're sitting at five um, in the West right now. But, again, five, uh, it, it's just a tough case to make. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Damian Lillard? Um, Damian Lillard, I think he's always been an underrated uh, yeah. point guard in the NBA. Um, and I think, you know, him being fourth place, you know, the, obviously Anthony Davis, LeBron, James Harden, much bigger names than Damian Lillard, but I think, you know, him being in this race is just, you know, foreshadowing what's to come. Oh, yeah. He's still a very young guy. I think he's, like, only 24, 23, yeah, 24. S- something like that. He's been av- he's been carrying the Trailblazers for so, for so long. I-, I think maybe, you know, the Portland losing LaMarcus Aldridge a couple years ago might help um, Damian Lillard long-term because it'll give him those, oh, like, yeah. leadership skills and, you know, surviving on his own kind of uh, mentality he kind of needs. Someone. And C.J. McCollum definitely. Um, oh, yeah. Like, lifts him up, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they have, you know, other good role players in uh, Portland. But I, I think once uh, Damian Lillard is inevitably teamed up with, you know, another superstar caliber uh, player, I think that'll be when, you know, he gets to that winning point and his um, his talents are truly highlighted. And he I, I, I think it's inevitable that yeah. Damian Lillard will win an MVP um, but all he can ask for is that his name's in the running this year. Damian Lillard, though, is actually, I, I must be corrected, is a little bit older than I thought. He's 27. Oh. So that's kind of, and that's when you're supposed to be entering your prime a little bit. And I think he definitely is. Yeah. But I don't know if Portland's the place where he should be spending his prime years. Yeah. No, I, I think, he, yeah, it would definitely be smart to either get out of there or, I mean, you know, they're on the rise now. I think just adding pieces there yeah would be a lot smarter than him you know entering a different atmosphere and you know trying to change it i think they need one more piece though because him he's a bona fide star and mm-hmm. uh cj mccollum could definitely be that third option yeah kind of like the clay thompson but i think they need another star yeah um so maybe a big man you know isn't boogie cousins going on the he, market he is he I is so. i don't know how much money portland has to spend but that wouldn't be the worst i feel like they probably have a good amount that's like, what i was thinking i yeah. can't think of a big name contract they have besides exactly but so. that'll be interesting to see for mm-hmm. sure. But anyways, the last one who's up for consideration and, like, really not uh, is Kevin Durant. Golden State, you know, eh, kind of season. And Kevin Durant, you know, just kind of been playing, like, almost like he's coasting, just trying to get to the playoffs. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, that's where you get remembered is in the playoffs. But uh, it's it's really looking like James Harden. LeBron James is his closest competition. Mm-hmm. But just without Cleveland performed overall, and that's not – a knock on LeBron, you know, with all like we talked earlier, the the controversy moving throughout the the team. I think it's James Harden's to lose. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. It'll be 
and, and exciting. I, I doubt he'll give as riveting a, of a speech as his former teammate Kevin Durant did. Oh, um, because you the real MVP. Yeah, Get, gets me every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet that's why Kevin Durant's in the discussion this year, just for that that beautiful um, that beautiful speech that he gave. Uh, but with that being said, we'll head on to a small commercial break. Oh, okay. So after this word, word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning into fifteen seventy AM Camp Student Radio. Are you passionate about sustainability on campus? Apply to be a Green Fund Committee member and help determine what sustainability projects will happen at the University of Arizona. The Green Fund, a student-funded and student-run grant program, is currently accepting applications for its 2018-2019 academic year. To learn more and to apply, visit the Student Affairs page, select Student Fees, and click on UA Green Fund. Applications are due by 11.59 p.m. on March 31st. Go Wildcat Green! Right, Ox. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, we are back with uh, with uh, Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. Uh, this is fifteen seventy AM Camp Student Radio. Uh, here to you know, let's dive into some MLB talk. You know, the season has obviously started, and um, I I have the worst partner in crime <laughs> in the world. Uh, we didn't even get the bells in. Jeez. All right, but yeah, to just dive into some MLB talk, uh, Shohei Otani has been absolutely murdering the game as a uh you know the the rookie pitcher in anaheim you know i was skeptical with how you know how he's getting absolutely shelled in spring training um you know coming over from japan but he he nearly threw a perfect game at his home debut against the oakland a's i'm gonna stop you right there brody because you said you were spectacle i i was never spectacle uh my, my my fellow countrymen from the great country of japan uh, always knew he was going to come over and be a stud. Some rocky, rocky spring training, I'm not going to lie, had people worried, but he has absolutely killed it. Like you said, pitching almost a perfect game and having two wins, and in those wins, like a point four six or something ridiculous, like ERA, under one. And then on top of that, his first three games, he has a home run in each game. Crazy, and this is a pitcher, folks. Bonkers. For what you don't, if you none of you don't know about baseball, pitchers are not expected to be uh, a person you can put in the middle of your order for hitting. And he's defined the expectations, the odds, and really changing what it means to be a pitcher, someone who can go out and deal and just um, shut out teams, but also then get be his own run support, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really exciting to see. And you know, we're kind of seeing. You know, baseball seems to do this whenever there's a hot prospect. They did it with Puig. They did it with Chris Bryant. You know, they gas him up like crazy. And mm-hmm. I think Otani's, uh, he's earning it right yeah, now. Yeah, he's definitely worthy of the gassing up. I, I, I am super excited about Otani. Like I said, I was skeptical. I had low expectations. But now, you know, if I see Otani's going to be pitching one day, I will definitely be tuning in. Um, it's definitely an exciting uh, sight to see. Uh, I'm trying to catch a Shohei, uh, oh, like if the Angels come into town and Otani's on the roster against oh, the yeah. D-backs, I'd be up in up to go see that game that'll be quite the matchup without a doubt and he's actually putting my mariners you know into their place in in third of the the al west yeah Uh, houston's got some trouble i mean we all thought in the beginning you know no offense to your mariners but that division isn't always the strongest Mm -hmm. so we thought houston maybe kind of had an easy run but depending on how the angels play maybe the mariners get it going uh it could be a tight race out in the al west Mm -hmm. yeah definitely the athletics are looking booty as ever though Moneyball is uh, it, it's in an off year. You always sometimes the A's are killing yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes the A's are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. 
Moneyball yeah. is not working this year, it looks like. Yeah, and the Rangers, I think, are just as booty. Um, but, yeah, apart from the AL West, though, one thing that surprised me in, um, uh, up in the East is the New York Yankees. They have, they're have they at 5 at five, five and 5 right now. Giancarlo Stanton, I don't know if you saw this, but he has had two two five strikeout games um in you know since the start of the season and he i think they said last season he had one four strikeout game all season so it's like he's kind of he's struggling a little bit definitely struggling he you know people were um really excited i think his first at bat he got a home run yeah yeah, i think he went like i think he had two home runs he went like three for five with two home runs yeah so he he had like a you saw the ability wasn't like totally gone obviously but it's definitely concerning for the new york yankees you know putting all their not like obviously not all their money but um a lot of money into Giancarlo, and you know he's not performing too well the red sox though who um, you know, we had pretty high expectations. Only have one loss so far. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, Mookie Betts, I like Mookie Betts for the MVP this year. Really? For MVP? MVP, yeah. I mean, he he finished in the top three last year. Uh, it always seems to be him, um, Harper, and uh, Trout, or Harper's in the NL, but him mm. and Trout, and then, you know, sometimes it's Aaron Judge, sometimes it's uh, or Manny Machado. Yeah. But it's always those three. And Betts is a young, great defender, great hitter. So I don't know. We'll see. I but I like him. I think it's his, especially if the Red Sox are playing well. Mm-hmm. But again, it's early, you know, in baseball. Now I want to go up and give a quick shout out to my Giants, second in the NL West right now, uh, or no third, third, third in the NL West. That's recent. They just dropped. Um, <laughs> but um, Andrew McCutcheon hit a walk off home run against the LA Dodgers in like the tenth inning a few days ago, and that was quite – because I remember last week we were talking about McCutcheon wasn't really stepping up to the plate like he needed to for the Giants, but hitting that walk-off home run, quite the exciting moment. And, you know, baseball, when there's 182 games, you really can't judge much off the first 10, even 20 games. But, you know, come midsummer, you know, June, July, that's when you kind of see the separation between the good teams and the teams that, you know, might not just have it that year, but we'll have to see. Oh, Moving on from baseball and golf news, something we don't talk about often, the Masters was this weekend. Did you see who won the Masters, Brody? No, I did not. Uh, did you? <laughs> I, I remember it. Well, you know, everyone was hyped on maybe. Oh, I think it was the guy wearing the green jacket. Yeah. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, everyone's always hyped on the big names, Spieth, Mickelson, Watson. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of a, not a, a relative, un, not unknown, but. Uh, not someone you'd expect. Not a household name. Not a household name. Like I can't even think of him right <laughs> now. But um. Yeah, I, I was really hoping for Tiger Woods. I, I'd like to see how he how he uh, turned out to. Patrick do. Reed. Patrick. He's um 11th in the PGA Tour. Um, and fun fact: the winning the prize money for winning um. The Masters is eleven million dollars. So oh wow, got a nice a, little payday that's right there. It's a pretty there. penny right there. It is, but um. So, yeah, I mean, congratulations to Patrick Reed winning, you know. And shout-out to golfers. Golfers, you know, on the 18th hole, they come out with their families. And, you know, you don't really think of golfers having much game. But, you know, for whatever oh, reason. Oh, my I'm goodness. That is. But anyways, <laughs> Patrick Reed killing it. And congratulations. Ricky Fowler, like, you know, and Jordan Spieth. Those are two household names. Mm-hmm. Just beat losing to him. Reed was 15 under. Fowler fourteen under and Spieth thirteen under. Man, so you know it was it was close with the 
So it's but it's kind of nice to see, you know, yeah. someone who you don't because we all know who Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth are. R- Ricky Fowler doesn't really win that much. No, you know? he, he doesn't. He's, but... he's kind of famous for the wearing orange all the time yeah. and stuff like that. Being so... the only guy beside Usain Bolt to rep Puma. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but the, this could have been like kind of a turning point, I guess, because I bet he's still young. He could play golf forever. So like, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, this could definitely could have been he's a turning six point. In the PG, he's six in the world ranking. I mean, you know. okay. And he'll second place. You still get some prize money. Oh yeah, he'll get prize money, but no, no green jacket that, close but no cigar this is true i actually want to know ricky fowler he he's not that young i don't think anymore you oh, know because really? he was a big name i don't know why i know this but he was big name coming out of texas and that was like oh is that the orange thing yeah and then you know after that he kind of just you know he's 29 oh. so i guess in golf that is still pretty yeah, young i'd say so but he's no normally players go out of college like yeah. go four years in college and then that's true and so. i mean but jordan speed is 24 okay and he's already won arguably he's won more masters than uh, jo- uh, Ricky Fowler. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> so. Ricky Fowler has zero. But Tiger Woods came in 32nd, <sighs> tied for 32nd. And he he had some expectations. People thought Tiger was going to turn it around at this Masters. Yeah, I, I did for sure. Mm-hmm. I, that's the only reason that I would have remotely paid attention was if uh, Tiger Woods was at the top. But you, you hate to see the childhood uh, hero kind I, of fall down. This fall is just down. another example of me where I think Tiger Woods kind of needs to – Maybe think about hanging him up. That, I don't think he's going to get another. He, I, I definitely don't think he's going to catch Nicholson's uh, Masters record. I'm not Masters. Um, Majors record. M- Phil Mickelson's? Jack. Jack. Jack Nicholas's? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Why'd you got to expose we're, 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 we're some golf experts yeah, Jack, over here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. Yeah, so I don't think he'll be able to. 1570 AM. <laughs> oh my, yeah. Well, you let me finish my. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, I think, you know, it's just, it's kind of sad to see, uh, like you say, a childhood idol, really. I mean, for always, for the longest time, was him and Phil, just like, you know, Kareem and, um, Mag- oh, not Kareem, <laughs> Magic and Bird, you know, Frazier, Ali, like, just old school back in the day yeah. rivalries, and, you know. Yeah, now we're looking at, like, Tiger Woods on the Wizards playing Scottie Pippen on uh, Trailblazers or something basically like what it that is. Because it's it's really sad. I mean, um, Mickelson's, like, 47. He's about to hit 50. Mm-hmm. We're about to see these guys play on, like, the... The, like the old guy tour. Yeah, but you know, I, I Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan on the Wizards. He had he put up like a fifty-four point game. But like, he never not he never won another championship. He never won another championship. But there are a lot more. You know, major titles come a lot more frequently than NBA Finals titles. That's so, true. That's so maybe true. the equivalent to a fifty-two point game would be just one last major for Tiger Woods. I see it in him. I see it. The only way I could see it is if all the other. Um, like golfers in the PJ were like, okay, guys, Tiger was a big influence to us. Let's just like you know, uh, just like Throw. hit hit every ball with our with that grip, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, see yeah. what we can do. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I think it would take some collusion for Tiger Woods to <laughs> to win the to win another major. Oh, man, that would be sad. Um, but but I, I'd be down with it for uh, another green jacket. Now on some little sad <laughs> on some sad news or more depressing news, Odell Beckham, the star wide receiver. Of the New York Giants, <laughs> he's definitely been on the on the come down. Um, oh, he's definitely been on the come down. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, Odell Beckham. Uh, he he's been in the news. Obviously, we um, talked about the the video of him in a hotel bedroom with white substances, whatever it may be. You could only assume yeah. things. Um, he's just been all over the place in like bad bad areas. Everyone's kind of painting him in a very bad light, but you know, someone deserved. Uh, mm. uh, way, but Ray Lewis 
made a comment uh, earlier today. He said Odell has removed God from his life. That's why it's so chaotic with him. For, and for those who know, Ray Lewis uh, has been documented despite <laughs> murdering a man. He, two men. He, two, two men. men. Yeah. He is a very religious figure <laughs> despite being a murderer. And... Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny for Ray Lewis to come out and exactly. tell people where God exactly. is and is not exactly. But Ray, uh, Ray Lewis is that's probably, like Ben Roethlisberger volunteering yeah. <laughs> 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 at My goodness, so, uh, yeah. this is off the rails. But all we all we had to say was Ray Lewis probably shouldn't have been you know calling anybody. That's out like Sean it. Miller telling people how to manage their bank account. <laughs> Okay, jeez. Okay, yes. But, um, back to sports. Uh, back to sports. We want to just close this out with another edition of Brody's This Day in Sports. Brody, what do you got for us? Um, <laughs> so, so actually, you know, I don't have anything specific. What do you have? Nothing ever happens. I never really have anything too specific. We need to. We need to bring it in. All right. So, um. On this day in 2006, you know, we were talking about golf. Um, Phil Mickelson <laughs> won the 70th Masters in 2006. That's actually kind of impressive. It's very impressive. He shot at two, 281. I mean, I don't know what course that's on, but I'm sure whatever. It had to have been well, impressive to, to well, win the it Masters. was the Masters. And it was on Augusta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love golf. I love golf so much. Well, here, 281 divided by four will, will calculate his average score for the tournament. How do you know four is the... Because there's four days in a golf <laughs> Oh, no. He, he shot a 70, so I don't know what the part is. I'm going to stop Augusta, talking. I'm really going to A 70 stop. is a very respectable score, especially on that course but uh oh wait i actually have a cooler fact okay um so in that that is that is surprising (laughs) yeah yeah so in 1990 on this day in 1993 the colorado rockies played their first home game i guess at coors field cold as the rockies up there (laughs) um and they got their first victory 11 to 4 against the montreal expos wow that that is a while against the expos yeah long since been deceased but Congratulations to the Rockies and congratulations to <laughs> Phil Mickelson. Uh, it has been one crazy show today. And uh, as finals approach, guys, just buckle down and uh, stay on those books and that grind. But uh, we can't wait to come back with you next week on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show to continue this, this debauchery. Have a great <laughs> week, guys.